Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the Radio Info Daily Flash Briefing. I'm not the voice of Brad Smart, who you normally hear. Steve Ahern here. With some news about our flash briefings, we're going to be changing our format. Instead of a daily news brief compiled and delivered by Brad, we're moving to less regular but longer format briefings. This marks the end of you hearing regular voiceovers from Brad, but don't worry, you'll still see lots of his articles on Radio Info in times to come as he concentrates more on written articles. But Brad, we can't end without hearing your regular opening to the daily flash briefing, so you better do it for us. (laughs) From radioinfo.com.au That's always fun to do, Steve. We started this six months ago to see what kind of response we would get from our audience, and it's been pretty good. And along the way, we've learnt a lot. What are some of the learnings that you got about making podcasts and flash briefings from this six months that you've spent pouring out stories every day? Well, I think it's been an interesting process. As you say, we started it with the idea of putting out a a daily flash briefing that people could quickly tune into in the morning and then say, oh, that's an interesting story. I'll have a look at that on the Radio Info website, which was the the idea behind it initially. And very quickly after we started it, uh, we went from about a two-minute headline service and it blew out in the end to about nine minutes with interviews and uh, reports from the people who compile radioinfo.com.au. And then we realised that it probably needed to come back again to being more of a headline service, so we dropped the interviews. When I started off, I was doing it in a news style, and a few people that I spoke to along the way that I trust in radio, along with you and Peter, they all said maybe we should be backing it off a bit and doing it more in a casual, informative style, which tends to be the way that podcasts are done. Because when you're listening to a podcast, you're often listening on a set of earbuds. To have somebody going at you full-time like the old AM news service can be overpowering. So we backed it right off to a, uh, to a more casual approach, which I think got us a lot more credibility with those who were listening. Yeah, it's been interesting and a big learning curve, really, um, talking about the listenership. What I found and we discussed um, every few weeks as we looked at the analytics was that when it was short, most people were listening to that couple of minutes. When it was longer, we could see where people were skipping a bit or maybe they had got the update of the top stories, but they were then dropping off. It's been really interesting to understand the listening habits of people to a flash briefing format 
like that. And I think that the three to four minute format that we have ended up doing over the last few months has settled on something that most of our listeners were pretty happy with, because unlike the early days where we were learning and asking ourselves, what's the best duration, we've seen that when we got it to that three or four minutes, pretty much everyone who did listen, even though the audience was was not huge, but everyone who did listen pretty much listened right through to the end. So I guess we learnt, and I think that's something that everyone who makes a podcast does. You put it out there, you see what the audience does, and just like radio, you adapt the format once you understand the audience consumption habits. Well, I think the really interesting thing that came out of it was uh, the Google Analytics that, uh, that you were accessing, and it showed, even when we were quite lengthy, uh, up around the eight or nine minute mark, people were staying with it. Now, back in those days, what we were doing was we had three breaks where the ads were actually one at the start after about 29 seconds. The second one was in the middle somewhere, and then there was a, another ad, and then we had a closer. What was happening after the final ad, the third ad, we were then going and doing stories on movements in the industry and jobs that were available, and then a sign-off. Now, those Google Analytics showed people stayed with us all the way through while those major stories were running, but people also knew that coming back after that ad was going to be basically about movements in the industry, and they weren't terribly interested. I think that's one of the fascinating things about this online audio world, and of course that was one of the reasons why we introduced the podcast, because Radio Info was writing about this world, and we thought, well, we'd better experience that ourselves. So we were very keen to learn, as you've just described. I think there, there were some, definitely some interesting things came out of it, particularly around smart speakers as well. Yes, I want to talk about those because both of us have been testing and using the smart speaker functions. Personally, I found that it was much easier to set the routine uh, in Alexa so that it would play the podcast as a flash briefing in my news routine in the morning. But I did find that if I just requested our flash briefing from Alexa without putting it into the routine, Alexa couldn't find it very easily. Whereas in Google, setting up the routine was much more difficult, but just requesting Google Play Radio Info flash briefing, it found it without any trouble. But I think one of the things that uh, we should have been looking at, uh, and if we did it again, we'd, we'd look at this, and that is, make the name a whole lot less complex. To have to say to your Google speaker, play Radio Info Flash Briefing podcast is quite a tongue twister. And if it was simplified down to play Radio Info 1 or something similar, I think a lot more people may have done that with smart speakers. Sure, we could have done that, but I think it's something about this first generation of smart speakers that in years to come we won't even have to think about because artificial intelligence will have improved it. But one of the things I learnt was, of course, that a piece of audio needs to be a podcast first before it can be a flash briefing. So really a flash briefing is just a trigger to play a podcast. 
and you have to use trigger words. So we did have to say the word podcast to let Alexa or Google know to go to various podcast platforms and fetch the piece of audio that was known as Radio Info Flash Briefing. So I think there's a complexity there that exists in this first generation of smart speakers that actually, in my opinion, aren't that smart. But I think the evolution of smart speakers in future will just um, automatically get rid of that problem. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I think one of the other lessons we learned out of this, Steve, was also the level of the podcast. Acast wanted the material fed to them at minus 6 dB. Now, that's pretty standard, but... When you would get the smart speakers playing back the podcast, it would come back a lot lower in level than material being streamed by TuneIn, for example. If you were listening to Triple M tune, uh, streamed on TuneIn, it could be up to 6 or 8 dB louder than the podcast. I think there is a bit of a problem with standardization in podcasting, getting the right levels between podcasts. There should, should be some sort of uniform level that works well rather than just saying, okay, we need it at minus 6 dB. It should be right across all platforms. I find Sky News is way down, maybe maybe another 10 dB down over, uh, over say, BBC and us. Yeah, interesting. And I think it's particularly noticeable in smart speakers as distinct from if you were just playing it through a podcast platform that you have on your phone in your headphones, because you often don't sequence a whole lot of things like that. You just pick them because you're sitting on the train or the bus and you're just picking whichever next podcast you want to listen to and you adjust the volume once. But when you're in your home with your smart speaker, it's just like listening to a radio. You just expect the sequence to follow without having to do anything to it. Now, one of the other things I found was on equalization. If you want the, uh, the sound to cut through on a smart speaker, the equalization is entirely different, and so is the compression. Uh, say uh, something was on earbuds uh, from, your, from your smartphone. If you were sitting on a tram listening, you probably don't want the same degree of intensity that you might want if you were listening to a smart speaker. So I've tried to cut a balance on that, I'm recording you now via the phone on my home recording setup. But when you recorded the daily podcasts, I mean, you really went the whole hog, didn't you? Tell me about your home studio setup. Well, we put in a Rodecaster Pro, which is a great device. It gives you four channels, four microphone channels, and each one of those has their own individual compression and low-frequency roll-off, DSA all built into it. It's a, it's a great device. As well, it has Bluetooth access so that you can record interviews using a phone. So I was very happy with that device and I would take it from there into a computer and then cut it up as it was needed and then put the equalization on. I didn't use any compression out of that device even though it was available. So I tend to put, put it on after we'd finished. 
the mix minus was still there uh, with the Bluetooth, but it didn't affect the performance of the phone. But once you plug that cable in, when the signal was coming out, out of the uh, Rodecaster Pro, it was causing the volume to change on the both the input and output volumes to change on the phone. So that was a lesson that you know new players need to learn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've learned a lot, and uh, you know that's been one of the great things that Radio Info is known for. We don't pretend to know everything, but we certainly want to be at the cutting edge of technology, and we want to experiment with what's going on and find out how it works, and then write stories about it to tell everybody else so they can use that knowledge. One of the other interesting lessons that I noticed in our case, but um, I think it's relevant for a lot of um, newsy podcasters, is that search drives traffic. And of course, search is mostly text-based at the moment on the internet. So it's difficult for search engines to search a podcast unless you have detailed show notes and lots of text in there. Or the other thing that we found to our success was every time we wrote a story about something that was in the podcast, I guess we kind of flipped it, you know, we interviewed someone and then we embedded that podcast in the story, which was about that topic. Then people found the story by search and because the podcast was embedded in that story, then we got more listens to those particular episodes. And I think that's a good general tip for podcasters. If you're writing a blog in text form and you're doing a podcast, make sure that you embed the podcast in the blog and you take quotes from it and you write it as text so that search engines can find it. I don't see this as the end of an era. I see this as the uh, beginning because I think what's happening is Radio Info will be taking audio in, uh, along with it into the future, and I think that that's important. We've learned a lot of lessons out of this uh, last six months, and I think they'll be put to good use. And everything is an evolutionary process, including flash briefing. If we can get those lessons that we've learned and apply them, I think we'll make the uh, audio content a whole lot more interesting too in the future and more relevant. That's the plan. Brad Smart, thank you very much. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 